Hello, Timberwolves fans, and welcome back to your favorite show, Timberwolves Explosion. It is episode number 13 of Timberwolves Explosion. Today is Thursday, January the 8th, 2009. And we are, well, folks, we're a week away, right about a week away from Barack Obama. Well, not a week away, 12 days away, excuse me, from Barack Obama's induction as President of the United States. Very interesting times here in America, as all of you know. Not all of you are from America, of course. Some of you are listening from Australia, some from England. Um, And, hey, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to this show, downloading and listening to this show on iTunes and, of course, on thesportstuff.com, which is the homepage for all of my shows, Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia, and Brave the Wild, which are all a part of my program, Paladino Live Productions. And, uh, yeah, very great to have you on board uh, today. Well, we're going to have some positivity today, folks. A rare, positive show on Timberwolves Explosion as the Timberwolves have been playing fantastic of late. Six out of the last eight wins. Uh, out of the last six wins out of the last eight games. Excuse me. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, yeah, a lot to cover. A little catching up to do. December the 22nd, 2008 was the last show of Timberwolves Explosion. So, got some catching up to do, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So, get on board and enjoy. Now, first and foremost, though, on the sportsstuff.com, there is a message boards, which I encourage you to sign up for. They are free. There is a button on the upper right-hand corner where it says TSS Sports. Simply click on that, and you are on board. You are able to sign up or sign in if you're already a member. Uh, yeah, that way you can vote on my polls. Finally have a new poll today on the, in the podcaster section, Timberwolves Explosion. I have a new poll today. We'll get to that later. But, uh, yeah, on the sportsstuff.com, you don't just watch sports, you get involved. That way you can interact with us, us podcasters, other members. We're nearing 300 now. Um, and maybe, just maybe, you can get your own podcast. That's between you and Dylan Richardson. Look up Dylan Richardson. Send him a message if you are interested in possibly starting your own podcast. Um uh, not sure how much room we have for, but I'm, <laughs> that's up to you and him though. So we'll see what happens. Well, the last show was a pretty, it was a pretty disappointed version of me. Episode number 12, Michaela had started off 0-7 as the coach. They had lost 12 games in a row. Ended at 13, thank God. Lucky number 13, which is the episode number of this show. So there you go. <laughs> Something had to give, right? Um, yeah. It's been a lot of fun of late, and uh, we're going to get into that stuff right after this quick announcement. Here on the sportsstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on the sportsstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we 
are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 13, the positive show, the positive half hour or however long this goes. <laughs> Great to have you on board. That was a reminder for podcast, or excuse me, I can't talk, for iPod users. And the previous commercial you just heard, Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast. Do check it out. Season wrap-up on there. Oh, goody. The Vikings are done. Anyhow, but, yeah, do check the season wrap-up. We'll have playoff shows. We're going to keep covering the NFL playoffs on Purple Mafia. But now here we go, Timberwolves explosion. You came to hear about your Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, real quick, though, a place where you can also find great information on the Timberwolves news, some comic, little comic strips that he does, TimberwolvesPress.com, TimberwolvesPress.com, a wonderful website for Timberwolves information. You can even buy a shirt that says TP for Timberwolves Press on there. Uh, fantastic website, nice enough to make put a link to Timberwolves Explosion on their website. Again, thank them very, very much. Well, 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 folks, the Timberwolves are playing some better basketball. Uh, I left the last show on the, on the 22nd, uh, with a discouraged, you know, dis, I was very discouraged going to San Antonio, pretty much figuring, well, the Wolves are going to lose that game because we never beat San Antonio. But they were awfully competitive on the 23rd of December. They're losing 99 to 93 in that particular game. This was the final of 13 consecutive losses, but folks, the Wolves played a heck of a game on this particular night. At least, well, in the fourth quarter, they played pretty good. They outscored the Spurs by 10 points. Uh, <laughs> Spurs led by 8 at the half, took more of a commanding lead during the third quarter, scoring 35 points, uh, but Randy Foy had an incredibly good game overall with 26 points, 16 rebounds, which is insane. I mean, how many shooting guards or point guards have ever gotten 16 rebounds on this particular team? Unbelievable. Uh, Mike Miller, of course, out, injured the previous game. Um, Al Jefferson, who, hey, always plays well against Tim Duncan, which is really cool because Kevin Garnett never played well against Tim Duncan. So that's a nice little switcheroo there. Kevin Garnett versus Al Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson, to me, of course, a much better natural scorer, I think. I think he's a much more natural scorer than Kevin Garnett. And, of course, Kevin Garnett's defense, all world, all time. So that's the thing missing from Jefferson and Garnett. They kind of offset each other in that sense. Um, but, yeah, Jefferson at 28 points on this particular day. It's 11 of 17 from the floor. Not bad at all. Uh, this is about the time when McCants slowly starts to fall out of the rotation for the Timberwolves before completely falling out. And, uh, yeah, good riddance. I think that's a big reason why the Wolves are playing better. Rashad McCants not gunning the Wolves to death out there and driving us fans who know a thing or two about basketball, you know, driving us nuts, you know, experienced fans like myself and others out there who cannot stand Rashad McCants. Uh, Kevin loves playing time still not there in this particular game. Only 14 and a half minutes, 1.6 rebounds. Not the kind of game you want. Tony Parker has been the Wolves' killer this year. Last year it was Manu Ginobili, who shot 73% from three-point range against the Wolves last year. That was insane. Uh, Tony Parker, 13 of 17 from the floor, 36 points, 8 assists. Just kicked our butts. Um, drives me nuts. Tony Parker, not a fan of his. Uh, Duncan with his usual 19, 12, and 5. And then four blocks also, five assists and four blocks to go with Duncan's Pretty good game, 9-20 from the floor. So didn't shoot particularly well, but, hey, he made the shots he needed to. 
And, of course, the Spurs won the ball game. But this is where fourth quarter Foy is beginning to start, starting to turn the tide here. You know, at this point in time, starting to figure out, hey, starting to figure out the game a little bit better. Randy Foy, uh, this show is going to have a lot of positive talk about this man. Fourth quarter Foy returning. He he lives. And, folks, the Timberwolves' 13-game losing streak finally comes to an end. December the 26th, this was the fateful day when officially the tides turned for the Minnesota Timberwolves, at least, well, for one night. <laughs> I'll leave it at that for now. The Wolves defeat the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden, which was built in 1968, just a fabulous Madison Square Garden. So much history. But uh, not on this particular night for the Knicks. This will not fall under good history as the Wolves escape and finally win a ball game. Uh, Rashad McCants, very good off the bench in this particular game. Seven of nine from three-point range. This was McCants' last super game of the year, I'd have to say. Uh, yeah, eight for 12 from the floor. Seven of nine from three, 23 points, though he did get five personal fouls. Um, man, this is just a exciting game overall. Rodney Carney starting to... Hit some three-pointers here, three of four from three-point range. All of his baskets, three-pointers, all of his baskets from the floor, including two free throws. 11 points for Rodney Carney in 13 minutes. Not bad. Kevin Love totally out of the rotation at this particular time, at least this particular game. Only eight minutes, three points, five rebounds. He's only the tenth man in this game. Jason Collins has not seen a single minute under Kevin McHale, which is interesting. I wonder what that's all about. Uh, Brian Cardinal, you're going to hear his name some more as he continues to crack the roster, or crack the lineup, whatever you want to say. He's become pretty much the ninth man for the Wolves of late, and uh, he doesn't score really, because he doesn't really, he didn't even shoot in this game, eight and a half minutes, but he provides some good defense and some good energy. He's also a really good passer, though he didn't get any assists in this particular night. Uh Story of the game, though. Sebastian Telfair going to his native town, New York City. He's a Brooklyn native. 20 points and 8 assists in 32 and a half minutes. Just an outstanding game. Absolutely awesome. And this is when Sebastian Telfair starts to show that he can play. You know, that he can still play and he's not just going to disappear and be a bust. This guy, Sebastian Telfair, at this particular time, something clicked in him. And uh, it's very exciting for the Wolves, and that's where the Wolves' success begins to take place. Um, Al Harrington with one of, if not the last start for a while. Al Harrington started in this particular game with 26 points. He's just been a scoring machine ever since he got to New York. Nate Robinson, 26 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, the tiny little Nate Robinson with 10 rebounds. How about that? You talk about hustle from that guy. And uh, he is a talented, talented individual. Um, but the Wolves totally outplay the New York Knicks. David Lee fouling out in this game. So Al Jefferson just too much for David Lee, and that was good news also. Only 6 of 10 from the floor for Al Jefferson, but, yeah, he made all his shots. Nine free throws out of 11, good for 21 points and 15 rebounds. Al Jefferson outstanding as well. Uh, overall player of the game, though, for the Wolves, Sebastian Telfair. No doubt about it. Coming home and getting it done. That was a lot of fun. And, of course, that was the first game after Christmas for the Wolves. As now, home come the Wolves the following night, Saturday the 27th. Oh, goody. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, the Magic win their seventh straight game in this particular night. Destroy the Wolves, 118-94. to 94. Just, ouch. This was a painful loss for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I think everybody saw this coming. Dwight Howard owns the Wolves, as do <laughs> Turgaloo and Lewis, just also outstanding. Jamar, Jameer Nelson, 20 points, 8 assists. Turgaloo at 26 points. Richard Lewis at 24 points, 7 rebounds apiece for those two forwards. Good grief, man. But pretty much the starters doing most of the scoring in this particular game. Uh, the Kirby Puckett, Kirby Puckett lookalike, Anthony Johnson. Now, if you look at his face, when you click on his profile, he looks a lot like Kirby Puckett, folks. And it's kind of funny. Um, five steals in this game off the bench. So he was pretty much the top bench player, I'd have to say. He's a nice little point guard with the Atlanta Fel- Hawks, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to say that name. And the uh, Indiana Pacers. I watch too much sports, don't I? <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. Oh, boy. Um, well, Rashad McCants has one more great game off the bench, though well, I wouldn't say it's great. He scored a lot. He did shoot 4 of 7 from three-point range, but 7 of 19 from the floor. Again, gunning the Wolves out of submission in this particular game. I don't know why he's shooting so much. Uh, Craig Smith started but only played 12 minutes. Not a good matchup against those tough Orlando forwards who are just quicker than he is. That's unfortunate. Gomes with a solid game, and he was the only really Timberwolf who played particularly well in this night as uh, Al Jefferson was 7 of 21 from the floor. Foy, 5 of 15 from the floor. Telfair, 2 of 7. Oh, man. Kevin Love in limited time was able to pull down 10 rebounds, so that's encouraging. In only 20 minutes. Uh, to me, he's easily the best rebounder on this team. Uh, man, they even dusted off Mark Mad Dog Manson in this game for four minutes just because. I mean, they're getting blown out and beat up by Dwight Howard. So why not get Manson in there for a second, I guess? But uh, overall, just a complete devastating game for the Wolves. They just got their butts kicked, and it was like, oh, goody, nice win last night, but mm, right back to reality. Well, the good news is, folks, the following game. Now, this is a very anticipated game for myself and Marcus the Forecaster and Paul Tuniverse Caniff. We all hung out to watch this one because the Minnesota Timberwolves were going to play the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, we've all heard 3,000 times about the, the trade, Kevin Love and O.J. Mayo. And uh, talking about the trade is boring. Let's just see what these players do on the floor, right? Let's just see what happens on this particular night. Well, the Wolves won, folks. Now, I know it's a home game for the Wolves, but still, a win is a win. They defeat the Memphis Grizzlies 108-98. to The Wolves come out firing, ready to go, right off the bat. Uh, O.J. Mayo, though, <laughs> at times, just was putting on a clinic, making some Air Jordan-type moves. I mean, this guy, when he gets up in the air, he stays up in the air. I mean, he has flight to him that few athletes have, and uh, it, it, it's a joy to watch. Where his his hang time, he can get up in the air, change <laughs> hands with the ball, and get a shot up in the air and get it in there, like you know, like some of the greatest have done. And uh, I think he is going to be a fantastic player. Uh, thank God, though, that it was not his night. It was L. Jefferson's night, and it was Kevin Love's night. Kevin Love finally getting some more playing time. Finally getting more playing time as he eclipsed 31 minutes in this game. 17 points on 5 of 7 shooting. He also made 7 of 8 free throws. So very encouraging as Kevin Love has been struggling a bit with the free throws. 
he did get only seven rebounds, which is rare for him. He's, you know, usually in 30 minutes, this guy's going to get 12. But uh, Al Jefferson, though, was just absolutely phenomenal with 38 points and 16 rebounds. Just what a game by Al Jefferson. I mean, just awesome. Uh, Foy and Kevin Ollie both getting 15 and 14 points, respectively. I mean, just, just awesome. Uh, five assists also added by Randy Foy in about 40 minutes. So Foy coming through big in this particular game. Again, though, Al Jefferson played almost the entire game. Uh, this game did go to overtime because the Wolves just coughed up the lead down the stretch, unfortunately. But uh, this time it was the Wolves' night as they uh, beat the Memphis Grizzlies 19-9 to in overtime, just scoring flurry. Jefferson and Foy hitting big shots down the stretch. Um, McCants, this is right about where he pretty much gets buried at this particular time. Carney played a whole 15, almost 16 minutes, didn't score, but he provided some nice defense down the stretch. Uh, other than that, wow, what a, what, a, what a fun night this was for the Timberwolves. Um, though Mayo, I think, looks like an absolute superstar. It was just, it was a, it was refreshing to see the Timberwolves beat this, beat this team and not have OJ Mayo come in here, put 40 on us and, and, Basically, he was the finger, you know, saying, ha ha, look at me now, look at me now. You know, look what you could have had. Uh, Kyle Lowry, a guy the Wolves could have had, had 14 points and 12 assists. I mean, I would not mind Kyle Lowry in a Timberwolves uniform at this particular time. He has beaten Mike Conley out of a job for this particular time. Uh, he has become a very solid point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. He was mentioned in that, in those trade rumors back in June. Uh, yeah, a lot of us would have, were, were for that possibility, having Kyle Lowry included in that trade. But, hey, didn't happen. It's, we wouldn't have had Mike Miller, though, man. We wouldn't have had Mike Miller, who shoots five shots a game. Oh, goody. I would rather have Kyle Lowry than Mike Miller, quite frankly. I don't even care about Miller. <laughs> and, of course, Lowry a lot less expensive as well. But, yeah, I'm digressing all over the place. Just uh story of the game, Al Jefferson Petty the kind of game that uh, you don't see too often in the Minnesota Timberwolves history because Kevin Garnett was never the kind of guy who'd go off for 50 points. Uh, when he got 38, it was a big deal. So that was a lot of fun. The Wolves then traveled to Dallas on the 30th of December. And um, this was something else. The Timberwolves come out in this game looking like world beaters, folks. They look like world beaters. Uh, taking a 27-20 lead in the first quarter, <laughs> increasing it to 60 to 40 at the half. 60 to 40 at the half. It was like, oh my God, I think the Wolves are going to win this game. This is unbelievable. Um, they just looked so good. And this was in Dallas, folks. The Wolves almost never beat the Mavericks in Dallas, and um, I hate the Dallas Mavericks. I really do. Never been a fan of this team. But, uh, whoa, I mean, the Wolves were making every shot down the stretch. They were shooting about 60-70% in the first half. Unfortunately, things change dramatically in the second half. Um, the Wolves do start off strong in the third quarter, increasing their lead to 29. 29-point lead. Uh, yeah, even the Wolves have never given up a 29 lead before, right? Never have given up a 29-point lead. But then Dallas starts scoring. Like, all of a sudden... About two minutes later, oh, crap, it's an 18-point game. 
Yeah, but we're still up by 18. We'll be okay. Oh, now it's an 11-point game. What the hell's going on? Okay, somebody put a body on Jason Terry. I'm sick of this stupid, cocky little Jet Terry dude hitting threes on us. Somebody put a body on him. Oh, now Josh Howard hit a three. Okay, can somebody put a body on these guys? Oh, my God. The Wolves are only up by five points, and I don't think anything's going to stop them. As they <laughs> was pretty much just layup, dunk, layup, dunk, three-pointer, layup, dunk, three-pointer, pretty much for the Dallas Mavericks after this. And uh, it was making us pretty ticked off watching this game. Every single Wolves win, I can imagine, was losing. Anything they ate for dinner on this night was starting to come out. You know, they were starting to throw up. Yeah. Next thing you know, Dallas Mavericks are ahead, and you know this game is over. The Dallas Mavericks outscore the Timberwolves 36-16 to in the fourth quarter. 36 to 16. Uh, just very devastating because the Wolves were playing so well in the first half. Why? In the first three quarters, really. First uh, two and a half quarters, I'll say. And uh, just the bottom went out. I don't know what happened. Foy and Jefferson, all of a sudden, they couldn't score. Nor could Gomes. Uh, Gomes pretty much scored all his pro points in the first half in this game. Did nothing in the second half. Just the frustration was picking up. Uh, Telfair all of a sudden went from very good to like he couldn't hit a shot. Carney couldn't hit a shot. <laughs> Jefferson has mentioned Foy, Ollie, just Craig Smith. Nobody was making anything down the stretch. Kevin Love was 0 for 4 from the floor in this game. Just ugh. everything just went downhill. And it was a real, real downer to see that happen. But the best part about this, despite the fact they gave they did what they did and made fools of themselves. On the final game of December, final game of 2008 for the Timberwolves, on January 2nd against Golden State, the Minnesota Timberwolves return to their winning ways. And I'm saying that carefully when I say winning ways, but, yeah, they didn't let that game bury them and put them back in another eight-game losing streak. As the Timberwolves have a fantastic game, defeating the Golden State Warriors 115 to 108, as suddenly the Timberwolves can score. <laughs> I mean, suddenly the Timberwolves are star scoring points, folks. 115. The home game for the Wolves, of course, on the 2nd of January. Al Jefferson with another outstanding 30 point plus game. 32 points, 10 rebounds. Gomes with 21 and 10. I mean, this guy, fantastic. Kevin Love, much better than he was in Dallas. Six of nine from the floor, 19 points, and eight rebounds. Kevin Love, very good down the stretch, providing energy for this team and hitting shots that he needs to. Three offensive rebounds in this particular game. Uh, Foy with 17 points, seven assists, four steals. Foy, fourth quarter Foy, <laughs> really getting back into the mix of things here. And, hey, it was nice to see. Mike Miller makes his return to the Wolves. As now he is coming off the bench, no longer a starter, as they want Kevin Ollie with Foy at this particular time. Uh, Telfair shot a miserable two of eleven. He's just not the kind of guy you want shooting too much, unless he's pretty much driving to the basket, you know, and uh, putting one in off the glass. That's pretty much what I want Telfair doing. I don't want him putting up jump shots if I'm the Wolves. But wow, this is a fun, fun game. Rashad McCants down to only six and a half minutes. As we're about to say bye-bye to Rashad, <laughs> which I'm thrilled about. Craig Smith, another start, but only nine minutes. 
So I'm not sure what the deal is with that, other than Kevin Love pretty much is is going to eat up more and more of his minutes the way things are going. And that's fine. Kevin Love and Brian Cardinal, okay. Carney playing a whole t- almost 20 minutes in this game. So the more we see a Carney, I think the better, as he's starting to actually make his shots. A lot of emphatic dunks. I mean, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of this guy, Rodney Carney. You talk about energy. This guy has energy. Rodney Carney, fantastic. Um, Cardinal continuing to be more and more of a chemistry builder for this team as well. And uh, I, I've enjoyed what he's brought to this team. I'm impressed, if, if you want my honest opinion. I, I really am impressed with Brian Cardinal. Uh, he only needs to play mm, 8 to 14 minutes to do it, do, do it, you know, to get what you need. Just some smart, solid basketball and some morale boosting. So this was a morale booster for the Timberwolves. Absolutely on that particular night. And now, <laughs> that was the first of what would become a four game winning streak for the Timberwolves. Back to back. A back to back. The Wolves go to Chicago. Now you think, yeah, yeah, it's probably going to be like when the Wolves beat the, uh, Memphis Grizzlies and then go to Dallas and get their butts and then screw up. I mean, start off good and then blow the lead. Well, the Wolves did start off okay against Chicago, though neither team could score in the first, oh, about seven minutes of the game, it seemed like. It was now about five minutes, but still it felt like about an hour. It was zero to zero forever in this particular game. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But then, uh, both sides pretty much started trading baskets and it was a kind of a, eh, 17-16 first quarter in favor of the Chicago Bulls. It's like, okay, fair enough. The Wolves are in this game. But then the Wolves are able to put up 27 in the second quarter, taking a five-point lead into the half. And it's like, wow, they still got it. These guys still got it. And uh, it was a fantastic game for the Timberwolves. Kevin Love had a huge night with 18 points and 12 rebounds. He continues to surge. He only played 22 minutes, so that's very productive and limited playing time. Miller continuing to come off the bench. Uh, Telfair with almost 40 minutes as Kevin Ollie hyperextended his elbow, and he is out for a while. It's an undisclosed amount of time, but it, it's going to be a while, and that's too bad. We're just going to have to see what happens with that deal. Um, Jefferson with 14 rebounds, 18 points. Another solid performance from him. Not not overwhelming, though, of course. He did turn the ball over four times, as did Telfair. Timberwolves turned the ball over kind of, you know, it was kind of a sloppy game. 16 turnovers as a whole, three of them going to Foy. Uh, and this is when Rashad McCants' excuse me, Rashad McCants goes from sixth man to eighth man and then tenth, eleventh man. Now he is to twelfth man. He is not going to play at all. Him and Jason Collins enjoying the bench duties at this particular time. But, uh, yeah, not the greatest game played by the Wolves. They only shot about 42%, but the Bulls shot 39, so they were just enough better. And they defeat the Chicago Bulls, 102-92. to Randy Foy hitting huge shots down the stretches. Fourth quarter Foy officially, at this particular time, is back. Fourth quarter Foy who got his nickname, got that nickname when he was a rookie. And against, ironically, the Chicago Bulls, you know, one of those particular nights, led the Wolves on a fourth-quarter run to defeat the Bulls, an amazing game back in his rookie year, and other runs that year, showing major hope for the future with this guy, that he's going to be a clutch guy down the stretch. And, of course, we know how things went. The next year we had the knee issue, and then 
all of a sudden, when he comes back, very, very flat, came out very, very flat, finished strong last year, but then came out even flatter to start out the season this year. And, uh, man, it was, it was a very, it was a very scary situation with the Wolves thinking, my God, this guy is going to be a complete bust. He's not only going to not be as good as Brandon Roy, but he's going to be a complete bust. <laughs> he's going to be a backup point guard somewhere, you know, maybe for the Golden State Warriors in a year or two, you know, the way this is going. But, uh, no, fourth quarter Foy is back and, uh, he's showing what we saw when he was a rookie when some of us thought he just might be able to compete with Brandon Roy. And I'm not saying he's going to, but, hey, maybe. But there is that small hint of a chance that this guy could end up being a very solid player for this team. And uh, he has become the number two player for the Timberwolves, officially now. It's not just, like, by default. He really is the second best player on the Wolves behind Big Al Jefferson. And um, you could hear it in my voice. Pretty much ever since Randy Whitman took over, Randy Foy's morale went down. And uh, it was noticeable, but ever since Mikhail has taken over, I think Randy Foy's morale has gone up. And this guy is becoming a legitimate player right now. He he really is. And um, as I said, you could hear it in my voice all all of last year and videos and on the Paladino Live podcast um, <laughs> and on Timberwolves' explosion earlier this year that, man, I want Randy Foy to succeed so badly. Because if he doesn't, this team is sunk. This team is sunk without another miracle, pretty much. I mean, if Foy succeeds, as I named him the X Factor, if he succeeds, the Wolves succeed. Because Jefferson's going to get his. Foy needs to get his, too, if the Wolves are going to succeed. And there it is. And that is a big reason why the Wolves end up winning four in a row. Let's go to number three, folks. This is where they call it a rare three-game win streak, because the Wolves go to Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee on Elvis night. This was January 6th, January 6th, Tuesday, earlier this week. They defeat the Memphis Grizzlies 94-87 in a just a fun game. Timberwolves pretty much came out of the gate strong again. And uh, it was 31-23 after the first quarter, kind of a boring second quarter. Neither team really scoring much. Memphis kind of crawling back in it in the third quarter. Uh, O.J. Mayo hitting shots once again, but, uh, you know, making those great moves. But, hey, he didn't play as well on this night as he did in the target center, though. I thought O.J. Mayo played significantly better in the target center. Uh, Hakeem Warwick with a pretty good game off the bench, 22 points. That was kind of surprising. But overall, Rudy Gay didn't shoot well, only 6 of 14. Uh, Marcus Gasol was kind of a pain, though, 6 of 10. Hitting some shots, getting a you know three-point play in there that kind of kept the Grizzlies in there. Kyle Lowry solid, but not great. Kind of a Sebastian Telfair game with nine points, five assists. Um, Telfair though in this game had nine assists for the Wolves. So speaking of him, as he's the point guard for now with the Wolves, Foy playing shooting point guard, I guess you could call it. <laughs> he's kind of a one-two, and uh, once again Foy down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Getting it done. Um, and this night, he really got it done. Uh, but before I get to that, really, really quick, Mike Miller tweaks his ankle again, but does does come back, but pretty much does absolutely nothing. Only one of four from the floor and two points, four rebounds, three assists. But, yeah, took a really stupid shot late in the game. He, he took a Rashad McCann's kind of shot about, gosh, about 25, 
27 feet away for no reason early in the shot clock when you're ahead. So, hmm, all righty then. We want you to shoot more, Mike, but don't put up shots like that. Please, you know better. Come on. Come on, Mike. You know better than that. Um, Craig Smith was 7 of 8, by the way. i got to throw that in. 7 of 8 from the floor. This guy, when he gets the opportunity to put up a shot, he gets it done with that little baby hook when he powers into the hoop. And uh, Craig Smith having a very nice year when given the opportunity to play and shoot the ball. Given the ball, basically. But uh, Randy Foy went Dwayne Wade in this particular night. Not only did he hit huge shots down the stretch, including a huge three-pointer, which put the Wolves in command late in the fourth quarter, but he blocked, of all people, of all people, the guy we were watching on this particular night and the night a week ago, and we've probably been quietly watching all year, O.J. Mayo, the guy we all wished we could have so badly because we knew he would bring that, you know, dynamic talent to the target center and to this organization. Randy Foy blocked O.J. Mayo in a clutch point of the game when the Memphis Grizzlies were trying to get back in the game and uh, tie it up or so, or get close to tie it up. Randy Foy went to Wayne Wade and blocked O.J. Mayo in a big point in the game, and that was the turning point. And fourth quarter Foy, the hero on this particular night, and uh, man, what an exciting thing to see. What an exciting moment it was for Timberwolves fans, and I'm sure for Kevin McHale and the Wolves organization to see to see that happen. Now, that doesn't mean this is going to happen every time these two guys go at each other, but for one night, you know, Timberwolves fans <laughs> got something to feel good about, and um, it's it was wonderful. It was a wonderful feeling. And I'm sure a lot of you agree with me on this particular time. The other wonderful thing was Sean McCants riding the pine the entire game once again. Uh, when they showed his face, just had a very pissed off, kind of screw this kind of look on his face the whole game. Uh, Jim Peterson sounded like, I believe I heard Jim Peterson make a comment saying that Rashad McCants has chosen not to fit in. He doesn't want to fit in, so screw him, basically. That's basically what Jim Peterson, the color commentator for the Wolves television crew, said. And, hey, I agree. I agree. What a night for the Wolves. Good feeling. Three wins in a row. The Wolves don't do that very often. And uh, it was fun. But what happened (laughs) is now we come up to the final game, the final game review of this particular show. This was a night to remember. February, February, January 7th, Wednesday, January 7th, yesterday, the Timberwolves defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder. In regulation, by the way, of course, when you look at this number, 129 to 87. Now, of course, the score would tell you it was, it was regulation, duh. But the amount of points the Wolves scored is absolutely phenomenal. As they score 42 points in the first quarter, 30 in the second, 26 in the third, and 31 in the fourth. This was like Celtics-Lakers in game six. You know, I mean, just a complete demolition derby. Randy Foy. Had 26 points at the half. He finished with 32 points, 6 assists to go along with 2 steals in this game. And, uh, oh, wow. 6 of 9 from 3-point range. Fourth quarter Foy did not even play in the fourth quarter and had those numbers. Yep, He didn't have to be fourth quarter Foy. He was just fantastic on this night. And, um, wow. I mean, I am very, very pleased with the emergence 
of Randy Foy of late, and uh, that is a big reason why this team is playing so much better. Jefferson contributing his usual 21.13 rebound performance. Kevin Love with 15 rebounds to go along with 16 points, hitting an 8 of 10 free throws. So uh, Kevin Love getting it done. 5 of 9 from the floor, by the way. Very, very cool. Um, a blowout means Rodney Carney gets extra playing time. He got 26 minutes on this night and was able to get 14 points off the bench. Fun to watch. Rashad McCants even got a little teeny time, seven minutes, and hit a three-pointer. <laughs> so they dusted off McCants just because they can, I guess, because who cares? We're up by, like, 40 points. And uh, what a fun night for the Wolves as they shoot 52% from the floor, 43 from three-point range. Um, this was a just an outpouring <laughs> of how, you know, this team potentially really looks like they could be they could be a lot better than they've been so far, and uh, I hope they can keep it going. This game and on the games before this showed some hope for the future for this organization, and um, I'm hoping and praying that this team can continue their progress. Now, I don't think they're going to beat people, you know, by 42 points every night. I don't think they're going to win four games in a row, you know, too often. But if they can have some consistency and continue to play with the energy they've brought the last two weeks or so. I mean, this could be this could be a really fun team to watch, and um, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged at this particular time by this team, and I hope it continues. Real quick, Russell Westbrook was the only Oklahoma City player of note in this particular game that played well. He was actually 5 of 10 from the floor with 16 points and 12 assists. There's a guy I wouldn't mind in a Wolves jersey, Russell Westbrook. He would be a nice backcourt mate for Randy Foy. That would be kind of cool. But uh, with that, I'm going to call it a break. I'm going to take a break for now real quick, and we'll get into the poll for this show, where we'll talk about the Wolves' success right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman Derek Bugard says you better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 13. Reminder for iPod users, and also do check out Brave the Wild. That was the previous commercial, my Minnesota Wild podcast on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. And uh, real quick, well, here come the Timberwolves, folks. Here come the Timberwolves. Uh, I have a poll up in the message board section, the message boards, TSS boards, the podcast section, Timberwolves Explosion. My question is, what are your thoughts of the Wolves' success of late? Choice number one, very encouraging. Step in the right direction. Two, baby steps but still unsure about the long term. Three, not convinced. Who knows? Three, four, I mean, dumb luck. Long losing streaks will return. Um, right now, I'm going to say, now forgive me if I sound like a homer, I'm going to go with very encouraging. Step in the right direction. Um, because That's because of Randy Foy. My reasoning is because of Randy Foy. 
If this guy continues to play the solid basketball he has been playing, I mean, he's not exactly scoring 50 points here. He's he's doing he's basically doing his job like what we expected from him. We expected about oh 16, 17, 18 points a game, and uh, whatever five, six assists, and and to hit the clutch shots that we know he could hit. We knew Randy Foy could hit clutch shots because he did it in college and he did it in his rookie year with the Wolves um, before Randy Whitman took over. Because Randy Whitman, I don't think he really did well for any for any morale on this team. I really don't think it happened. And I called him out on YouTube in a YouTube video, and uh, not many people agreed with me on that. But well, so be it. I mean, that's up to you and your opinion, what you believe. It's all opinion, just like me. That's just my opinion. Now, um, I'm just very encouraged by Randy Foy right now, and I, I really hope he can continue playing the solid basketball. I'm not sure he's ever going to really catch Brandon Roy, but if he can at least be competitive in the Brandon Roy conversation and not be just, you know, Michael Jordan versus Sam Bowie type of deal, uh, this could be a lot of fun. As when you look at the 2006 draft, not many good players came out of there. Uh, Andrea Bargnani, does he really look like the number one overall pick in that draft? No. <laughs> uh, LaMarcus Aldrich looks good. Tyrus Thomas, eh. Adam Morrison, ugh. Uh, Sheldon Williams has been horrible. He was the fifth pick. Of course, Roy came with the sixth pick. Foy, seventh. And Rudy Gay, eighth. So I pretty much, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much about Aldrich, Roy, Foy, and Rudy Gay. It's those four. And three of those four came with the sixth, seventh, and eighth picks in the draft. Not the first, second, and third, or fourth. So... There you go. There you go. Um, I think Foy is in that conversation now. I don't think he's going to be a bust. As uh, long as he stays healthy, that's pretty much the key at this point in time, and he has done that so far. Um, I hope a lot of you also are encouraged. Uh, do come on and vote. If you don't have a screen name, do sign up on the sportstuff.com. Mention me, Paladino Live, Paladino Live, two words, as a referral, if you could. That would be nice. I don't get any money. It just shows that I care and I brought in people to the website. That's all it's about. And uh, it would be great to have you on board. With that, I'm going to apologize that the show is a little bit long. It's not too bad, though. Uh, you know, it's going to be about 44, 45 minutes total. So, uh of course, it was longer because I had to do a little catching up. And because uh, of the three-show situation, I think I'll be a little bit easier to keep up from now on, I hope. Uh, with that, we're going to call it a day. And we should be back next week. And hopefully the Wolves' success will continue. If not, well, we'll see. We'll talk to you then. Take care.